0: This week on the podcast, New Year, who dis? Welcome to the Magnificently Huge Podcast with your hosts, Eric Reed, Brian Kruger, and Chris Ryerson. Three idiots who decided to slap an adverb together with an adjective to bring you one magnificently huge discussion each week about the movies and pop culture we kind of like, maybe even secretly love, before we ultimately crab all over them. We're not here to save the world, we're just here to make it weirder, one podcast at a time. This is Magnificently Huge. Welcome everyone once again to the Magnificently Huge Podcast. My name is Brian, and this week my friends Chris and Eric are back with me, and it's uh, 2024! We we did a hiatus during December, we just couldn't get our schedules to align. I thought we were going to record a couple more episodes, I kind of indicated that on the last episode that aired... Uh, ha-ha, nope, we didn't uh, But what we do every year We generally take some time off around the holidays And we come back in January And if you've listened to the show before You know that every episode starts with a bunch of stuff That we've been doing recently TV shows, movies, books, you name it uh, We do it, concerts, it's all there And a segment that we call The Fresh Shit And well, when we take a bunch of time off like this We have way more fresh shit than we need And it tends to be the first episode of every year. So guess what? It's another year, and it's another fresh extravaganza. So... Check the uh, show notes for timestamps on different topics If that helps you find what you're looking for And as always, if you uh, like the show Please subscribe to the podcast Share it on our social media feeds with your friends And if you want to check out all our old episodes And find all the ways to contact us Just go to our website, maghuge.com M-A-G-H-U-G-E.com You'll find our Twitter, Instagram, Facebook And a link to email us at magnificentlyhuge at gmail.com Alright, stretch them out It's another year, let's get to it
1: oh mm. welcome back to the magnificent huge podcast the place that tells you what's cool i'm awake <laughs> got the
2: apple bottom jeans and the boots with the fur the whole club was looking at her what Sorry. i re- what I, I rewatched i rewatched dropping thunder recently and the scene with tom cruise at the end is les grossman dancing to
1: <laughs> the song oh, by wow. Florida
2: just fucking gets me every time <laughs> apple bottom jeez the boots with the fur i yeah. thought it was i thought
0: it was you don't know me like that backup motherfucker you don't know me like
2: that yeah I yeah know? well it's it's two that's the backup the ludicrous is the the end credit one but there's the one near the end when okay. grossman's talking to uh matthew mcconaughey and he's and he like is doing a power power move on him and he turns the stereo way up and it's the <laughs> the flow rider it's so dumb anyway it's just stuck <laughs> in my head so there you go uh anyway welcome to the show a welcome how are how are you doing a we've had a. so much time a oh so much time <laughs> off
1: that was big like vacation
2: yeah I think we kind of needed it to be yeah. honest it's it's uh it's a new day new year new you man live learn love <laughs> same podcast live, last, love w- but yes whatever. Uh, hey everybody but welcome to 2024 uh the clock is now ticking
0: yeah it's and we've stuff. all forgotten how to introduce ourselves my name is brian
2: oh hi brian hi brian i'm, Chris. I'm eric <laughs> yes you are <laughs> every day so, okay. we're pushing 300 ground. episodes of this
0: podcast and we still Running. don't know how to do it so we're nope. good with this
2: i mean okay it's part of the charm part of the it charm is. it is uh yes. did you did either of you have any inclinations for any sort of just whip smart uh end of year 2023 the year that was kind of thing or no i don't really have much for that I, but i thought i would present it to you
0: thought about Raising it as a show topic, and then I realized I didn't have anything interesting to say.
2: Yeah, I mean, lots of people died, uh, wars, famine, death. Um, yeah.
1: The last, the last Politics. year before we have, you know, um, the next most terrifying election of all time. Oh God! Yeah, yeah. it
2: feels like every four years we're going to be going through one of yeah. these. Now
1: it is. It, it is. Oh well,
2: yeah. yeah,
0: and it's not going to go away with Trump. Like, oh, no. we're just now in a no. world where if you give them a bad court decision or an election they don't like, they threaten violence. So
1: yeah, yeah. we are all it's officially
0: being bullied by by the MAGA's. So the, good job, the MAGA.
2: world. The MAGA brown shirts. Yeah. I'm just going to say it, and I don't care what anybody else thinks, but uh, I'm going to Godwin's law. They're all a bunch of fucking Nazis. Yeah, I'm good with Trump it. Trump is a mini Hitler. Yeah. I don't think I'm off base here with that and i don't think that's a shock to anybody listening so there you have it that's my opinion in a nutshell i
1: i i i tell you what though um if the nazis had kept losing elections they uh they would not have gone away they'd have kept being you know nazis we had to worry about so Mm -hmm. right uh i i think we're not going to be done with this until uh uh uh, trump is elected to declares himself dictator and there's a revolution i think a lot of people have to die before this is all going to end so
2: i mean it's not Trump, it'll be
1: somebody else right like here we are
2: yeah does this feel kind of cyclical to you like a hundred years ago we were going through the same thing in the world and so now we're gonna have to fight world war three in
1: 2035 or whatever there's actually (laughs) a standing theory that every 80 years the uh human population goes through this cycle and like 80 years ago was world war Two. 80 years before that it was the civil war 80 years before that it was the british civil war it's i mean no, i it, think it's kind it, of nonsense because it like leaves out a lot of important things like world war one but
0: well uh, so so there's a, the book you're referring to is called the fourth turning by strauss and howe and it was like my favorite book towards the end of the last century. I was actually reading that book on 9-11 when it says, you know, there will be some catalyst event that throws everything up in the air. And the only thing you know for sure is that uh, when the dust settles, the world will be unrecognizable. Uh-huh. And they were trying to make a prediction that this would happen sometime in, in you know, the coming decade or two. Surprise! And <laughs> it turns out that this is Steve Bannon's favorite book. And he has been deliberately trying to take advantage of the chaos and he's explicit about this um so fuck everything
2: yeah, yeah that's the most frustrating part for me is the fact that we've got basically a, a two-party system in this country of the grand old united states and only one of them seems interested in actually trying to scatter ever ineffective it may be the Republicans are just there to stir the pot, throw shit at the wall, get everybody riled up, but not solve dick because that's the only way they can stay in power. It's so frustrating. I am yeah. just so beyond irritated after eight years of the Trump shit, and I'm just exhausted, fellas.
1: I'm, I'm just I'm exhausted. I'm interested to see like what fool they they uh the MAGA people crowd behind when Trump dies because right because it'll happen soon. Yeah you know it it will it won't be the man is not the picture yeah
2: (laughs) but uh but that's my only saving grace is that Trump is literally not the picture of health on any front and he's only like three years younger than Biden so anytime they throw that Biden's too old crap it's just like shut up your guys like the same age, so your, shut up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah,
1: your your guy said that uh, we we won the Revolutionary War because the British didn't have airports. Yeah, uh, I mean,
2: yeah. There. I mean, this is Trump is also the guy that looked directly at a solar eclipse with no protection. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> take that as you will. Anyway, we are recording the, this
0: on the uh, on the and the day after um, Insurrection Day. Um, january 6th
2: yes. and
0: uh which was also apparently the epiphany uh so what i learned is that yeah, only 51 of up, percent of americans had an epiphany on insurrection day a few years ago but <laughs> mm-hmm. anyway uh should we get wow. on with the show this is our, yeah, our annual that's... tradition which is called we stopped doing the podcast for a good chunk of december and we pile up a lot of things that we've been watching and doing and so we we excuse ourselves from coming up with the topic, and we just do an entire episode of the segment we call the fresh shit. This shit is
1: fresh. Oh shit, it's fresh. This stuff is really fresh. No subject, just just yeah. No cake, just frosting, as as we like to say. Yeah, yeah. So let's, there's let's there's literal
2: a- literally no nutritional value uh, coming your way. <laughs> but so. these are
0: popular episodes. Uh, should we ro- round robin this bitch? <laughs> Like, who's, who wants to go first?
2: Uh, I'm curious as to what you did, Brian, because uh, of the right, three of I'll us. St- You're the one that, that does like five jillion things. I, I have because to. Because Eric it's and I are It's shut true. It's yeah. true. Yeah. All right. Yeah.
0: I'm, I'm going to start with, this was something I was, okay. So if you actually listened to the podcast in December, I gave an intro that said there was going to be more episodes before Christmas, and oh well, that didn't happen. Whoops! Uh, <laughs> some fresh shit I was going to bring for one of those. Yeah. There's a show that you can watch on Hulu, and it's there's only like three episodes of the show, and they're half an hour each. And this whole thing was made for maybe fifty bucks. Like it has got the lowest budget, but it's called Rocket Around the Christmas Tree, and it's literally people strapping Christmas decorations and shit to rockets and firing them off in a field in a <laughs> sort of reality <laughs> competition. So, what
2: a great so idea. basically, it's the December version of the Pumpkin Junkin. Yeah, basically. Yeah, basically. Um, Are they like on like on big trebuchet type machines, or is it? No, 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 no. It's like
0: model rockets, right? Okay, okay. Gotcha. But it's it's shot like I think it's in Canada based on the accents, and literally there's like this shitty trailer in a field, and it's obviously shot in the summer, and all these people are having to wear like sweaters and hats and stuff to look Christmassy, and they just look miserable. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah. That's like when they film Christmas episodes of your favorite TV shows, but they do it in like August. And you can yeah, tell yeah, that exactly. it's all fake. And it's yeah. like they all look miserable. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, it's, 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 it actually sounds more awesome than it is, I have to admit. uh it,
2: I mean, it, it sounds pretty awesome, Brian. But it's, I, I mean,
0: people are duct taping Christmas trees to rockets and shooting them. Come on. What's not to love? <laughs> anyway. Uh, so well,
2: that I got to say that wouldn't fly here in Chicago. My wife, and I, we were just walking around after dinner the other night. uh, And literally nobody has taken down any of their Christmas trees <laughs> or their lights or anything. I'm like, it's almost the middle of fucking January. Get on this people. Uh,
0: the calendar fucked us on that one, right? Like, usually Christmas is like in the middle of the week. And so then the weekend after you're kind of ready to do it and tear it down. But this one, it was like, yeah, yeah i our goal my goal was to get Christmas down by this weekend and I actually we got mm-hmm. it done before the weekend but but yeah it was uh I can be forgiving right now but yeah. in a week get that shit down yeah
1: yeah how yeah. Lo- how long is your stuff up for eric well this week of course because we're prepping the house to sell it we didn't put up any shit but normally okay. it's up until about February because we love Christmas. <laughs> okay, gotcha. I'm, just, I'm surprised you take stuff down at all. You should just live in that all year. Yeah, I I well, have a co-worker. actually we do have one row of lights out front that that never comes down. So in a way, good for you, good yeah. for you.
0: Okay. I have a coworker who literally doesn't take his tree down. It works from home, and he'll have that tree up in July. Like, yeah.
2: <laughs> anyway, that's that's the Christmas movie we need. Like not the actual Christmas, but like the the weeks following christmas you just need the the person who just suffers from the procrastination and can't get their shit down at all
0: christmas hangover the movie yeah, yes there you go uh, all right uh, so that, that that's the only christmas thing i'm gonna bring um what do you guys got give me something oh
2: uh, 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 uh. uh, you go eric i didn't have christmas all. stuff
1: i well kind of christmas stuff um uh, i always like great british bake-off and we you know we watched that to death uh who's hosting that now? is it this- um i don't know her name she's a british uh, uh sort of presenter they have lots of presenters okay. in in british television that's, you know who are only that's known a good, for it's a good gig yeah um yeah and and, and lots of fake snow because they did the christmas special we just watched their christmas special and Dude. oh yeah with the what was it the 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 stars of channel four the legends of channel four i think yeah <laughs> you know yeah hey, yeah those channel four is awesome
2: that's their comedy <laughs> channel so you get all kinds of fun on that one that's probably well,
1: it was all know. presenters it was all you know the this this sort of fake entertainer category of famous yeah, people yeah.
2: god bless them i love the british entertainment yeah. system because it's literally yeah, like you can have a career and then just fall back on that the rest of your yeah. days it's great
1: and oh god the um i'm trying to think i can't i don't didn't know any of the celebrities on their cele- the celebrity show except um oh fuck me tony richardson from um uh, mm-hmm. black adder right the uh yeah the, the the guy who was always cooking rats him he was on there
2: <laughs> okay did he did he bake some rats for christmas like a pot do pie? you know
1: <laughs> do you know he did he made like they, they had to make like the first thing they made were these or were they turnips i'm not sure but yeah he made something that looked like a turnip or a rat butt i can't quite tell <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> so but is
2: but is noel fielding still doing it oh yeah yeah he's still there okay fucking vince noir the fact that vince noir ended up hosting the great british bake-off still just chuffs me to, to no yeah. end it's the dumbest <laughs> that you never would have figured that that would have happened but it did and it just makes me laugh
1: and he's and then I I think, like uh like, he's always telling people also well i'm a goth you know it's like being a goth always finds its way into there yeah yeah
2: and then so, uh and what's his face uh, uh matt whatever from uh
1: matt lucas yeah, Matt Lucas is also. I think he's still doing it too, right? No, no, he was replaced by. Um, okay, he got gotcha. the other woman. Who I'm looking up at the moment, but yeah, he <laughs> he 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 left. And uh, okay. oh yeah, that's oh that's another thing I saw this year. Uh, you know, because Matt Lucas is a good transition. Uh, Wonka. There we go. Oh, god. Yeah. No, yeah. let's talk about Wonka. Wonka. That's like, that's like
2: nothing says corporate entertainment. Like a movie called Wonka. You know thank what I mean. Thank
1: you, thank you. I think you got to watch uh, uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory to get the first one, the original one, to get the lesson about you know, um, I don't know, corporate product. And then you need to watch right. the sequel, which literally is corporate product. This uh, right.
0: Uh, ah, okay. So this movie was so frustrating.
2: Um, that's shocking to hear, Brian. <laughs> Tell me no, more.
0: I mean, okay, so. Why do we love specifically the Gene Wilder Wonka? Because Wonka is a sociopath, right? Yeah. And and like if the kids do something wrong, it's their fault. If the customers do something that's wrong, it's their fault. That at no point in this movie is does anything go wrong and it's the customer's fault. At no point is he a sociopath. Like there's this whole sort of thread through the movie about what was the secret ingredient in his mother's chocolate that made it so delicious and i'm like it's the blood of nasty children (laughs) 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 come on uh, you know they don't they don't put wonka on the screen
2: (laughs) well the thing with the with the gene wilder and this is the the internet meme that been going on forever but i wholly agree with it they say the reason that the gene wilder one works is because you absolutely believe that at any moment he would let one of those kids die yeah, and none yeah. of the other movies have that vibe. And so it's this just movie, sort of yeah.
1: He he does get he it it's and it, okay the the writers of this wrote I think Paddington and Paddington Two and like yeah it's, right. there is a whole subgenre now of film called like uh, oldie timey British you know and everything is cute and wonderful and like 1960s Disney British film throwback right right. And it's supposed to be cute. And and I, you know what? I liked the Paddington movies a lot. Absolutely. They represent a genre of, I don't know, charming British uh, fable. And this yeah. definitely falls into that. And it, that's its problem is that, mm-hmm. you know, Willy Wonka was almost, you know, it stood almost against that. You know, it was like yes it fooled you into thinking it was going to be charming and it goddamn wasn't and this one is like no 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 it's part of the charming it's another um mary poppins movie yes this yeah, yeah. And- old doll hates children okay yeah. he does <laughs> but there is a scene in here is- where he he like you know through trials and tribulations he gets his first chocolate shop and the whole place basically what they they Somebody slips something into his chocolate to fuck him up Mm -hmm. and it results in all of the customers tearing his place apart. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, and 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 I was watching this going, Oh, we're gonna see we're gonna see him scowl and go, aha, this is why people suck. I will get them, you know. But no, he doesn't. But it's like a perfect catalyst for why Willy Wonka is the way he is, (laughs) is this moment of all the people tearing his shit apart that they don't go with because I think they fundamentally don't get that. Yeah. uh, uh, Willy Wonka. It's not that he's evil. It's that he's a trickster. He's eshu. He, he doesn't, he doesn't look Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Well, he's chaos. And he assumes
0: that everybody knows the world. Okay. So that scene is actually the one I was obliquely referring to. And I say, when it's not the customer's fault. So let's get a little bit of a spoiler here, but there's a moment where, yeah, we turned, it turns out some other character has poisoned the chocolate and that's what makes things go haywire. But, but, he's opening the shop and one of the customers starts just sprouting hair like a werewolf. Right. And this is the moment where Wonka should say something like, Oh, you didn't eat this. And also that, did you? Oh, that's terribly your mistake. Yeah. You're fucked. Now you're a werewolf. You know, that's on you. No, not at all. (laughs) No, this is sabotage on Wonka. Right.
1: (laughs) Um, yeah. Instead he's the victim. yeah. 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 And so Whereas Wonka in the originals was sort of all controlling. It'd be kind of like if they made a movie about. About how God uh, uh, was not all powerful you know. as a character, God shows up. And he's like, hey, I made a universe. What? Oh, no, don't don't do this to me. I'm only God. Well, Wonka is <laughs> supposed to be the God of this story. He's supposed to be in charge of everything.
0: And it it, right. it is a charming British
1: movie with a lot of imaginative visuals. It's just that they built it around the wrong character. <laughs> yeah. Oh, also, can 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 Wonka ha- have had some ch- you know magical chocolate that did something that wasn't in the original movie? I no. mean, can you can you at all expand on that, or is it all going to be the exact same shit of people flying, lifting or drinks, and growing yeah. hair, or yeah?
2: I mean. The the big question remains is uh, do the snozberries still taste like snozberries? That's really I don't even think snozberry
0: is said in this movie. Yeah, oh, that's too bad. Okay, so
2: Hugh Grant what is the Loompa, Hugh though. Hugh Grant, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on now. He fucking hated doing this apparently. I saw some interview where he's like, Well, I've got five kids. So I need the money. I mean, that's so, his dispatching uh, out for to, making I'm it. I'm
0: trying to understand if that's a joke or not, right? Like, because I think it's a half joke, you know, because what I mean? he's he is committed to the gag. Like, he does give,
1: you know, well, the most entertaining was, performance. Honestly, yeah. I saw that. What he said was he hated like the makeup and the the technical aspect of doing it you know, which is not, which is something I think everybody who has to do this Marvel movies thinks it's just right. Yeah. The Mm -hmm. fun thing about Hugh Grant is he has always been a crotchety old man and I love it. He'll tell you to your face. I don't like you. He, there's some great clip of him on Ellen where Ellen says, I'm a big fan of yours. And he says, I wish I could say the same, you know, it's, (laughs) he's, he's, (laughs) he's a hilariously evil guy and that's what makes him such a great oompa loompa. But yeah i don't I, I, I don't think it's so much he hated doing the movie as it was he hated you know like. well you, being but you know down. what i mean yeah but, the, but then there's the, the whole other aspect is
0: is the closer character to the wonka character in this movie he's the one who says good day and yeah. shuts you down in this movie
1: yeah uh, yeah like, i know like that there was a, he's a big... going to teach wonka how to be wonka yeah like in the sequel yeah. yeah well i know there was a big kerfuffle because a lot of uh
2: Actors who are little people uh, were upset that Hugh Grant got cast in a role that is essentially a little person. But mm. that's a that's a a fine line for me because it's a fucking Oompa Loompa, You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> it's just it doesn't make sense. I mean, I mean, I don't at, know.
0: at some point, not only that is it's an Oompa Loompa,
2: but at some point we have to decide
0: where the line is, right? Because if we're right, yeah, if we want to say that, then okay. You know, Benedict Cumberbatch can't use an American accent to play Doctor Strange and neither can Tom Holland for Spider-Man. And and like at what we don't seem to be complaining that there aren't, you know, these British actors are taking away roles for American actors. So at some point, you kind of have to say, am I allowed to act? Am I allowed to be a character that is not exactly who I was born to as? Exactly. You know, and
2: it's like when uh, when Peter Dinklage played the giant in Infinity War, like nobody batted an eye about that right but But what about the giants yeah yeah so it's just it just seems like a a fine line so i just remember that being a bit of a a stink but i don't know i can
1: see i can see their point though in Mm -hmm. that um okay peter dinklage can do anything right i think we we Mm -hmm. all know like you any part established it's established yeah he'll pull it off uh there's not a whole lot of producers who feel that way about other little people that they will, you know, so little people are basically relegated to a very specific number of acting parts. And which is too bad. So it's like, if one of them goes to somebody who's not a little person, it's like, Oh shit, that's one less thing we can do. Yeah. No, I get that. I get that. I kind of see that. It's like, if they did, if they did, um, I don't know, a, 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 a biopic of Kenny Baker and, you know, they, they got benedict cumberbatch to do that that would be <laughs> <fucking> wildly insulting
2: <laughs> yeah right i mean well i mean it basically boils down to uh dinklage and uh warwick davis Well, warwick get davis has an, an entire agency right like his whole
1: thing yeah, is yeah. That
2: he he took that cachet
0: and he turned it into we're going to get rolls yeah. for more little people mm-hmm.
1: yeah oh yeah oh, more power to him. there you but, go i'm just saying it's like i think it's silly in this case because he's yeah the oompa loompa isn't a little person the oompa loompa is a fucking cgi creation with yeah, a human face right. the that's, that's what i'm oompa saying Loompa's, that's yeah. yeah maybe maybe the argument is not you you know casting him as it is making the artistic choice of having a, a cgi oompa loompa mm. right so anyway yeah. i digress <laughs> hugh grant oompa loompa yeah. I kind of liked him. I, I, I liked him because he was he was salty. He was yeah, the only part yeah, really yeah. of the movie that was salty, and
2: yeah. So, so when you guys came out of this movie, were the cockles of your heart warmed? Did it succeed yeah, in its mission? I was fucking wildly disappointed. Yeah, no, so I was disappointed. <laughs> too, too busy being okay. annoyed. I'm at, so glad to hear that
0: of, about the better Wonka movie that could have been made that wasn't right
2: yeah i mean it's the the gene wilder one is the gold standard i don't understand how anybody thinks they can top it i'm just it just doesn't make any sense to me i mean the effects you you can yeah you can clean up the effects you can make it prettier but it's just without wilder you you're just not going to get it i don't think any actor so far has really gotten Mm. wonka as a
1: character like johnny Depp just
2: did it weird you know what i mean so it just eh
1: the johnny depp one i liked i gotta i gotta say i'm i don't i didn't like it better than the original but i i i'm gonna go out on a limb here i liked that one because it was the book you know it was it was closer well, to yeah. the actual thing and he was kinky as fuck i would be terrified of that wonka too
0: yeah well that was just, that yeah, was based well, on what if what if michael jackson was uh Willy wonka, <laughs> yeah there you go right like yeah. that was i mean
2: yeah but yeah but of all of tim burton's uh corporate product disney whatever's i mean that was probably the most palatable to me but it just it still pales in comparison to the original oh
1: yeah that's oh, yeah. just
2: my take so you know there you go i
1: Wonka. yeah i and 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 also it's it's nice to see um give me a second on his name uh pa yeah, he's got a he's got a reverse name patterson joseph i think he's the he's the main villain and I always love him. You'd you'd know him from um uh stuff on the BBC. <laughs> 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 stuff,
2: stuff, stuff
0: on the BBC. Stuff the magnificent the BBC. And the huge podcast, everyone. Peep oh. Show. You mean Rowan, <laughs> Peep Show? You
1: mean he's the he's the what? guy who wins he's the guy who wins number wang. Oh, from uh
2: from that Mitchell and Webb look? Yeah, yeah so
1: oh. <sighs> i can't remember boy, his yeah. name now going way deep on the i'm looking it up i got it right it's Patterson. oh joseph. i see it here
2: it's patterson joseph
1: yeah oh okay yeah i'm pulling him up that guy he's it's yeah. good to see him like with a lead you know and he's 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 a convincing enough villain i mean oh I yeah he's, him. he's chewing scenery left and right yeah it's All funny right. how many of those mitchell and webb people show up in these movies now I mean, I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna keep it moving. Um,
2: right. oh, sorry, sorry. sorry.
0: No, no, uh, some some live performances <laughs> I saw over the break. Uh, I guess I do have to do another Christmas reference. So I finally went and saw the Mannheim Steamroller live at Christmas time.
2: You're uh, old.
0: I am Ew. old, like, if I'm going to 80s concerts, <laughs> this like... is one of them.
2: Um, Nothing says I've given up, like, Mannheim Steamroller live.
0: So, okay, in which I ruin the Mannheim Steamroller, if that's possible for you at this
1: point.
0: <laughs> um, so... I mean,
2: what do you think, Eric, all, is it possible?
1: No. Okay, no. no. I had them ruined when I heard them the first time in with you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, first of all,
0: the amount of it that they actually do perform live and not as tracks is pretty impressive, and it's really obvious when they use tracks because they're not good at hiding what's tracks. Like, there's some stuff where they're they're trying to pretend like they're singing on stage, and then they like totally move away from the microphone before the vocals are done, and you know, like that's kind right. of a fail. Um, there are two touring Mannheim Steamrollers. They have their, I don't know, their red group and their green group or whatever. And we got the green group, which is not the main group or something. Um, Oh, you got the
2: you got the benchers pretty much.
0: Yeah. And and they do a great (laughs) job. They really do. They 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 play the songs well. They use some of the video that's like vintage. So like Angels, we have heard on high has this like. 80s video special effects thing of angels which just looks like doctor who goes to destroying the earth because the earth actually does explode um for some reason so that's a thing but um it gets steamrolled yeah well (laughs) somewhere about halfway through the show they're doing sort of a, a reel where they're flexing um behind one of the bigger hits and you know it's showing like them hitting the charts and it's showing the sort of the progression of the career in the background and getting more and more popular and they show a shot of the Mannheim steamroller playing in front of Bill Clinton. And then they show a shot of Manheim steamroll playing for George W. Bush that lasts quite a bit longer than the Clinton shot. And then they just show a shot of Trump and Melania. No Manheim steamroll in the shot, just Trump. Yeah. Just taking a big old Trump shit all over my Christmas concert. And from there on in, I had I had a similar experience with Berlin when they played Mar-a-Lago, right, during COVID. And it's like, well, shit, now how do I enjoy you because you 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 had to inject that into the show but this was yeah. totally unnecessary there was no footage of them playing for trump it was just and also trump look at trump we're really yeah, not showing obama gross. we're skipping
2: right past obama yeah, <laughs> I mean, you think that's just throwing a bone to the the maga shits? Well, I think they're so saying exactly what side of the fence they fall on. I I,
0: I had to Google <laughs> a bit to find the answer, but the answer is no. That's saying what side of the fence they're on because uh, Chip Davis posted a a very sad post to say how sad he was when Rush Limbaugh died. So, oh God, that's the Manheim steamroller for you, kids.
2: No, 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 no. The The Manheim Cleveland steamroller.
1: Yeah, that's what they are. (laughs) So, you know what? You know what? You should probably write a complaint letter to your God. That's the thing. Yeah, really. Because you know, your God is the one who took your rush away from you. You know. I mean, ultimately, it's it's how he's going to like a beautiful heaven. Maybe there's nothing to complain about. Stupid. How about that?
2: I don't know. Con- considering what what sort of music Mannheim Steamroller produces, isn't that punishment enough?
0: I yeah. really, in- I, they're part of the Christmas soundscape for me. So it uh, that one that one kind of sucks bastard. for me. You
2: um, poor, poor bastard.
0: What what is also a, a a a band I listen to a lot that I saw live? I finally got to see the Depeche Mode tour um, in yeah, Vegas uh-huh. this year because I I
2: saw them back. Yeah, I saw them back in April, and I remember you saying, oh, I'm seeing them in November. I was like, holy shit, they're going to be on tour forever.
1: Eric, so, did you say something? I'm glad you here? finally
2: got. I did.
1: I saw oh. them. What yeah. did you
0: think of the new, the, the new concert tour?
1: Oh, they were so tired. Um, it was kind of... I, I, I was like, okay, I was waiting for the hits after a while because I did not care for the new music. I'm sorry, I don't. <laughs> and and I was like, they would play the... What's he? What was it? They would play some of the hits, and Dave Gahan sounded kind of his voice is—he's older. There's no getting yeah. around it. He's yeah. older. Um. And 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 what is the? I'm trying to think of the song from. Uh, uh, I'm taking a ride. Ro- yeah, my, uh, never, never let, let me down again. Yeah, yeah that. They did as like a slow almost acoustic thing and I wanted to just scream at him no this is one of the what? toe tappers this they did that the- as the sl- no they strange love as the slow acoustic strange love then okay yeah, yeah they did yeah, that, yeah, and yeah. i'm just like you're fucking up um yeah i actually left early cuz i was like i don't care and um <laughs> As really? I'm walking out, actually, they did uh, I Feel You. And I'm like, okay, okay, I'll stay just long enough for that. Because this song always... You left yeah, early. Always,
0: if you yes, left at I, really I Feel did. You, you left at maybe maybe
2: the 30% mark.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, I, like, yeah. The, I didn't the, care.
2: The show that I saw was sort of at the beginning of their tour. And it was actually... I, it had energy and it was good. But you had, definitely had to get to the encore for... The really fun stuff where the crowd oh, gets involved and that's the other thing you know is I mean? that
1: now that now that i'm old i really don't care about live music at all yeah i like this honestly my wife has given yeah. me an out and basically said you can leave whenever you want to and i'm like thank you so yeah
2: that's kind of <laughs> where i was i just i just happened to see him on a complete lark so it wasn't anything planned yeah oh uh, but yeah i, I definitely had I definitely so much felt fun I, 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 we had a
0: blast and I, I'm sorry that you guys aren't having as much fun as we are, but <laughs>
2: yeah. no, no, don't get me wrong. Yeah. When I, I when know. I saw him, it was a, it was a great show and yeah. I enjoyed it, but it was also me up way past my bedtime. Sure. So, so by the time they get to, you know, just can't get enough and all that, I'm just yeah. like, I'm
1: having fun, but God damn it. I really just I want don't, to go to sleep I, right now. Honestly, I don't know what's wrong with me that I no longer like to, uh you know listen to bad versions of shit i already have digitally you know on spotify while standing you know it's like right <laughs> who wouldn't love that
0: <laughs> well uh, uh if you yeah a- a- and that is one of the things in about live music is when when they are willing to deviate from the studio recordings when they're willing to play something you know where you actually get that live right uh differentiator there and also it's just about the crowd energy and it helps to have friends that are, you know going with you and all of that but yeah i know yeah. You've, you've made that point before and you know
2: i mean it, for me it's but. it's the difference between a giant arena show like depeche mode
1: versus something a little bit more intimate like a mm-hmm. club yeah uh when i I, when i saw adam ant doing kings of the wild frontier and they did the whole album i'm like this is one of the best mm -hmm. shows i've ever seen yeah exactly like Like it's different whereas yeah whereas depeche mode it's like hey we're doing that same uh we're doing that same coliseum show we did that you saw 20 years ago only yeah a lot sadder yeah so it's just weird
2: but i mean it's to me it's like i don't know it's about 25 years now I guess holy shit! But I saw uh Cheap Trick did like three nights in a row where they did each of their three al- first three albums live each night, mm-hmm. uh, and I think I got uh Heaven Tonight, and it was just this little fucking club, and it was like you know maybe a hundred people, hundred fifty. I mean, it was tiny. Fucking hmm. like just right up on the stage again a few years later at a larger club where there, you know a couple thousand people and it was a totally different vibe and so that to me is the difference it's like once the crowd yeah. exponentially grows it just sort of takes away from some of the enjoyment for me because you're spending half your time elbow jockeying with all the assholes and the drunk people and people getting in front of you and whatnot and I just that to me I, is I think the, you're right. the
1: dividing line I think that's it, because like when the crowd gets too big, they can no longer interact like like a human with you. And right. So it's like watching TV, mm. and at that point, exactly, what you're watching on TV had better be exceptional.
0: Yeah, and that might exactly. explain why, like when we would do the '80s cruise, the shows in the smaller venue were the more memorable ones. Yeah. Right. Like exactly. Those are always the more fun shows. Um. So, there you go that's so, like that's us for, with you except know.
1: for tony hadley tony hadley did the big room and he was the best because he did not give a fuck <laughs> that guy walked on stage with a drink in his hand and i was like i love this motherfucker this guy gets it
2: <laughs> well that's like when dean martin would show up but he wasn't actually drunk but that was his shtick yeah you know? and everybody ate it up it's the same thing but whatever
0: all right Um, uh, i think we've beaten this chris let's Give us some more fresh shit
2: uh i just want to ask off the bat because <laughs> this is some this is some behind the scenes magic uh did you both of you watch the ref last month in prep yeah, for the show yep. that we never did about the ref yeah okay had you both seen the ref before
1: nope oh a 100 times
2: okay so me and eric have seen the ref like a jillion times i'm just curious to hear brian's opinion just real quick about what he experienced with the ref with with,
0: uh, Um, Timothy Leary? Let's see. Timothy Leary? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm saying he's paying attention. Shut up. Dennis Leary. Jesus. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The, um, let's Mm -hmm. see. The, the, The big thing for me was, um the the 90s of it all right like, right yeah you know it's, the credits it so of, are being set to this weird boys choir version of the sadness song and yeah like everyone has a cord on their phone even the cops you know yeah um i did find it rather annoying when they tied people up with bungee cords and that was an effective restraint
1: uh I mean, you gotta have to just buy see the, the movie you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the movie is really the two of them yelling at each other. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I know. I, I mean I know. when I when I when I try and sell this this movie to people, all I tell them about is just excuse the shit out of me. That to me sells the whole movie.
2: <laughs> yeah. Like when Kevin Spacey's in the in the living room with the family and they're all talking to each other and he's just like taking the the fireplace poker and just beating the shit out of the christmas tree going excuse me excuse me excuse me it's like that is every family christmas in a nutshell and i think they just nailed it so i swear at least
1: (laughs) once a year i find a reason to tell somebody your husband ain't dead he's hiding Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) (laughs) so yeah it's a nice little uh underappreciated gem from the 90s i think
0: there's a, there's a scene uh where they do Santa, Lu- Santa Lucia wreaths on their head these wreaths with candles candles yeah my my great aunt Esther
2: did that every year would would like all oh gone go around with, like her. with the candles on her like head her. right I totally forgot you you told us about that a long time ago yeah I totally forgot yeah
0: so I saw that and I'm like actually that's all correct yep
2: nice oh. i was just i like watching that scene i'm always i always get nervous because i'm like when is their hair going to catch on fire because there's literally nothing yeah. it's just like hair every christmas i would ask like...
0: that question yeah. are we all
2: going to die that's like an accident waiting to happen yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh.
1: and okay and the ref written by richard LaGravenese, who wrote one of our favorite films uh the fisher king yep yeah and, cetera, and music
0: by dave stewart of the Eurythmics.
1: Yeah, directed and by Ted it was Demme. Directed Ted
2: Our Demme, favorite who, coke feed. Yeah, yeah, yeah who, who died way too early of coke, so that's a shame. <laughs> and
1: basketball, coke and basketball, <laughs> bad mix. Yeah, yeah,
2: <laughs> that's that's coming this week, this season on Hulu. Coke and basketball. Oh God, uh, I'd love to okay. watch
1: that. That yeah, would
2: be right? awesome. <laughs> like, you'd do a line and then go try to shoot four three throws in a row
1: you just get like yeah like like a squad of famous people each and they play like celebrity yeah. basketball and then like yeah. grab their hearts yeah and oh they talk god. a bunch of shit the whole time and they do it really <laughs> fast you know because they're talking about the thing they're doing oh my god oh, yeah. oh, 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 and then they die yeah okay. so this was well, this is the kevin's show
0: this is the the kevin spacey you know pre Uh, at least public acknowledgement of how big of a dickhead he was playing his dickhead persona he's he's kind of like the evolution of charles groden if that makes sense yeah Yeah. you know he's kind of that character i mean at at this point it's the kevin spacey character pre-ick but um
1: i this is even pre-academy award yeah yeah no this is i think
2: uh, if, well, if memory serves, he did the ref after Glengarry Glen Ross. Yeah. Uh, but before the usual suspect. So he hadn't quite blown up. I think he was doing like swimming with sharks and stuff like that. So that was sort of his mm-hmm. weird film persona at the time. Mm-hmm. So the, I like the ref because they sort of cast him against type slightly. He still got that vibe, but he's sort of the put upon like everything just fuck me in life, dude. Mm-hmm. and it's a different aspect of that character so i always enjoy watching it because it's not his standard persona
1: he's I just like not very movie. sure of himself yeah it's it's the sympathetic view of the guy who's a comergingly asshole it's like we get this way for a reason and i say yeah. we because <laughs> god damn it i've grown up to be him yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is this so is fun. the thing right like these performances
0: of kevin spacey are so good at that Right. And um, American Beauty, yeah. and mm. even, you know, those first few seasons of uh, House of Cards. And it's like, I don't want to bury those characters in the name of the actor being a shit.
2: Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's a tough call. It's a tough call. Cause I mean, how do you separate the art from the artist? It's always yeah. a tricky business. Yeah. And, and, so, and if,
0: if I'm being know. consistent, right. You know, what I said to my wife, after the Mannheim steamroll. I was like, is there is there something, you know, where's the line in terms of putting something on the screen that's a problem, right? Like if 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 they had shown three seconds of the Nazi flag, I think the whole audience would have been like, fuck them, right? But they showed three seconds <laughs> yeah, of Trump, yeah. which is yeah, more or less the same thing. So is Kevin Spacey.
1: <laughs> yeah. One of these lines. kids is okay. not like
2: the others of yeah. these yeah. kids is not the same Here, here's here's <laughs> uh. here's
1: a way here's a way to to approach it maybe i cuz i i love this film still i think it still holds up yes agree um but it's it, it, bearing in mind that kevin spacey you know was only an actor in it and so like none of the 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 themes or you know none of the content of this film is in any way i don't know this is not Kevin, Kevin Spacey's Spacey. agenda. Yeah, he's just doing it's, a job. Yeah, and then that makes me think. Can you imagine if Adolf Hitler had been in the ref? How fucking funny that was! So it's <laughs> Shit of me and beating the fucking <laughs> yeah, like it would have been, yeah. it would have been times ten. Yeah, they do it
2: like the downfall movie. Yeah, yes, that would have been awesome. <laughs> well, I like the ref because it 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 was like sort of a a career builder for Dennis Leary because he was coming off of the
1: mtv shorts that wait uh was it
2: because where did he go after yeah. this
1: uh he had he'd already done no Bit. cure for cancer so it's yeah. like he had maybe a stand-up following and he just yeah. kept making shitty movies like two if by c
2: yeah but uh but this is definitely a standout because it's sort of an extension of that character and it just works for yeah. this because if you're gonna do a christmas movie that's just a fuck this holiday i'm so sick of it <laughs> that's the vibe you want Uh, so it works for me and i remember like after after it came out it was uh it was on pay-per-view and that was when i was living with the mayor and we had that crack cable box and i i literally watched it like just 24 7 for like four weeks it was so (laughs) sad and so it's just a part of me now this movie the ref yeah 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 Super
0: good duper times, good times. Eric, All I right. think I well, think it's me- your turn.
1: Merry okay. Christmas. I okay. I saw Emma Stone's vagina. I'm sorry. Uh, poor things. I saw poor things. I uh, missed my opportunity she, to see poor
0: things.
2: Did, I, she, did she pull a Basic Instinct? What the hell? Oh, you oh, she the lead. A,
1: oh, don't a ton of vagina, 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 vagina. Okay. Um, uh, well, really? maybe it was kind of it was very hairy, so it's like that could have been a miracle, <laughs> but like after a while i'm just like so like at first it's like oh my gosh emma you know emma stone's showing her boobies you know i see her boobies and then like 20 minutes later i'm like can you put that thing away i was gonna say and uh everything i've read about this
2: nothing uh sounds like that was done in any sort of erotic titillating way well it's the
0: director of the
2: lobster like
0: yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be off-putting
1: ultimately (laughs) ultimately actually it's it's funny because it's like it is so not sexual here's this here's the deal a a woman is uh uh, think bride of frankenstein i'm gonna try not to give anything away think bride of Mm -hmm. frankenstein this is a woman who basically her brain doesn't completely work and she's just sort of relearning the world for the first time and there's a whole part where she discovers you know what coming feels great and (laughs) she like like part of her odyssey through the world is you know by the way this vagina stuff fucking great and it's attached to me and oh how awesome and the sort of clinical nature of that it gets funny it's like it's it's not erotic it's funny and like what she has some phrase for sex i'm not gonna say it because it's just funny the first time you hear it but she keeps she she like lifts up her dress to show your snatch and it's just like shall we go at it now and it's it's not a run you want a date it's, just, <laughs> it's funny yeah
2: Oh so, god like, i it, you gotta stop dropping the frankenhooker i mean quotes, it's Brian. appropriate it's on Portland, is it not anyways yeah, killing me kind of oh. kind
1: of but it's okay. yeah it's it, it, it's a good film it it is actually about a lot more than that um but it is, it is it is fun to... I don't know. The, the sort of steampunk, horrible science of this film is great.
0: <laughs> but this it is very this movie confirms, yet again, a hypothesis of mine that, that works pretty well. Um, my wife came back from seeing it. She's like, you know, if you wanted to see Emma Stone naked and fucking a bunch of different people, this is your movie. And I immediately wikipedia emma stone to see if she was 35 and she is and Ooh, my okay. working hypothesis is that when you have these m- moments when a star does their big sexy role they're like between the age of 34 and 36 that's sharon stone and in basic instinct that's oh. margot robbie and the wolf of Wall street that the list goes on and on and on and yes that's because women are like their absolute peak sexually they look great they're horny as hell and they're over the sort of like you know protectionism of their 20s and they they do these things but but it just keeps happening
1: i would have said it's more like their their agent saying this is your last chance before the shit starts <laughs> sagging maybe you want to yeah. get one in there so that well time can see how you know fucking rocking your body was
2: well but you can also look at it too like that's just them taking control of yes the way people view them like i like no hard feelings with jennifer lawrence i mean there's that whole sequence where she's naked on the beach but it is so not done for any sort of eroticism it's just her yeah. being just pissed off at these teenagers who stole her clothes while she was skinny dipping and it's actually very funny and you yeah, don't and even for really lawrence notice is that she's 33 naked.
0: years old
1: yeah That's it's what i like though but <laughs> yep, it's like yeah. that exactly it's like they doing it but not doing it to be um i don't know they're doing it because time. they're yeah. finally in control of their own
0: sexuality and owning it and emma stone that's great
1: emma stone is a producer on this film it's like she's her own boss basically she's you know it's she's not being exploited she's saying you know i'm i'm owning it and if you look at the story of this film which is very victorian era approach to feminism it it works you know okay but still i i I, I watch it and I, I saw what is possibly her bush very many times, or As a merkin. We're not we're not sure. Yeah, and I'm not sure it matters because at at the end of the day, hair is hair, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
2: I myself wear a merkin, so I can you know get behind that.
1: Yeah. All right. Oh, I wear it on crickets. my face so people don't recognize crickets. me.
2: <laughs> yeah, this is not a beard. This is a merkin. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry, sir.
1: <laughs> All right. Uh,
2: so
0: I have a. I have a a special piece of uh, fresh extravaganza for this year. I yeah. listened to an old episode of the magnificently huge podcast over the brain. Oh, I'm
2: sorry, I'm it's so the one sorry. we posted. They are
0: it very was very
1: problematic.
0: Now it yeah. was the it was the yeah. Norman Lear cinematic universe episode of Mag Huge.
1: I love that episode because you get
2: so mad at me when I go on my tangent about Mary Tyler Moore's universe. Like, it's not part of the whole show, but it is to me. And you just got so mad.
0: <laughs> well, it's it's like, what was it, like episode 13 or something like that? I yeah, don't yeah. know. It was it, early. It, it's an early. early episode. It's so early that the fresh sit bumper isn't quite the same, right? Like, it's one of those. Yeah. But, um. So some some critiques and some some musings on the Magnificently Huge podcast. Um, some dipshit thought it would be a good idea to edit out every, like, uncomfortable pause and burp and noise and whatever <laughs> back in the early days of the podcast. And it ruined the show. When they the had show. more time. <laughs> Uh well, they, yeah. it was it was not only labor intensive; it was wasted labor because yeah. I put all this time into making us sound unnaturally edited, and it was really it's part of the charm to listen to those I, episodes
1: where yeah
2: yeah um it's almost like AI did the the editing <laughs> for
1: us you know what I mean I get it it's like we wanted to sound professional but we sounded less human kind of like the discussion I, we had about uh 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 uh. uh, uh Adrian Barbosa's concerts. No. Um, yeah. you know, it's like it yeah. sounded less human. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So this is the thing, right? It's overproduced and, and we don't do that anymore. But Hell no. there's one moment where it's overproduced in the best way, and that is that's the episode where Eric just keeps going off about Adrian Barbeau's Barbeau. boobs, and we introduce <laughs> the yackety-sax thing <laughs> and, and the Chris droning Damn. on with okay. as many that's all um, say is just, um, okay. euphemisms Damn. for oh. boobs as oh. possible oh. in the background. And it's a full on like, negative land I discontinuity. I was saying, yeah. I missed mean, that, we, yeah. were, we
2: were just, we were way more negative just. land in the early welcome to the cowboy days of this podcast. That is for certain. So oh. there you go. But was it enjoyable the listening?
0: You know, it worked. The other thing that that, that that I'm glad we stopped doing as much of, partially because of, you know it's just time consuming. Is we were doing like I would literally put canned laughter <laughs> in, or you know, a sad
2: trombone. I think that was... would fail. <laughs> I think that was by design in that episode though, because we were talking so much about sitcoms. I think yeah, that's why we did it in that one.
0: But I did it in other episodes
1: and and it eh, I'm glad I stopped doing it.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, you got tired. You were like, I can't do this anymore. This is taking hours for me yeah. to do post production. And I felt guilty because you're know, like all I do is show up. And yeah. I was like, Yeah, fuck it, dude. Stop. You, you I, yeah, yeah. Don't have to knock stuff on this.
2: I think my favorite episode that we've ever done to this day still is the one we did on Top Gun because it was just so chaotic and unstructured and yet so funny because like eric comes in blazing doing some like conceptual thing where he's gone back in time to be his 15
1: year old (laughs) self and brian are like
2: what the fuck are you talking
1: about i was skateboarding and this guy walks up to me and i'm thinking he's a perv and i'm like what are you doing old man but secretly i'm thinking oh thank god someone's gonna pay attention to me now and then he tells me that he's actually me from the future and i started crying because like this guy was all old and gray and fat and and then he was like, "No, I'm going to take you to the future and I I need you to talk about Top Gun which you saw last week and thought was so cool." And I was like, "All right, cool." And I was all happy. And then he took me to uh his house in the future and I was like, "That's so cool. I have a house. Fuck yeah." And uh and he's married. And he has a wife. And I was like, "So that means I have to ha- get I get to have sex all the time?" And I was all happy, and he s- explained what marriage was to me, and then I was all unhappy. <laughs> so Top Gun. <laughs> and you kept it up for like 30 like half the episode and then you finally just said i can't do this anymore
2: uh <laughs> and then every time we talk about danger zone brian's dropping in the do, 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 do. yeah. Yep. <laughs> so i like listening to the older episodes just because they're a little bit more wild west but yeah uh, by but, those young yeah, kids who are
1: just not so tired
2: <laughs> yeah we were in our, we were in our 40s man we were so full of piss and vinegar <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and I'm sorry, but uh, the oh best episode
0: of of the Magnificent the Huge podcast is the Hurricane Heist episode. Yeah, still, uh,
1: I I'll, okay, yeah. She's as sweet as honey. He is to hear spice. Together they're gonna stop them from committing a hurricane heist! It's a hurricane heist! <laughs> hurricane
2: uh, heist! Give me a few more wait. hours, so I can come up with more. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, wait. It's called Hurricane Heist? What's hurricane it
1: about? Hurricane heist! <laughs>
2: yeah i literally am i literally am speechless it's uh probably my favorite <laughs> if we don't have a good place to cut to an outro by now i'm shocked which nobody i still think nobody's gone to see that movie ever anyway to
0: this uh day. Yeah, so yeah it was interesting to take a, a trip back through memory lane i i had said like over a year ago that maybe during one of these december breaks i was gonna try and make a, a very special episode which was like you know the The beginner's guide to the Magnificently Huge podcast, where I try to explain right. the jokes and the things that keep popping up for no reason, like Incredible Hulk.
1: Um, <laughs> Incredible Hulk.
0: <laughs> Incredible
2: Hulk. Uh,
0: yeah, but uh, okay. uh, you know, maybe maybe we'll just leave that to the uh, to the winds of time. Kid, I don't know. Yeah, the the kids at home.
1: Maybe we'll start a wiki. <laughs>
2: There you go. That sounds like work, man. I don't know about you, but that sounds like no. Work. The
1: whole point of a wiki is somebody else writes it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all of our massive fans, are yeah. our, our, yeah. our huge uh, following, they have to do all the goddamn yeah. work. The the twenty six people who
0: who consistently <laughs> listen to this show, yeah, can contribute to the but mag they, wiki. wiki. Well, yeah. that's that's a pretty reliable number, twenty six. <clears throat> I don't know how many of them are yeah. bots, but
1: yeah. um, I think it's most it's of them, I assume we 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 run this show on on a fiat of clickbait where it's like we there are some shows we we do where the subject is so popular a lot of people check it out and they like it and then you know they fall off (laughs) when they get to this nonsense (laughs) like we like doing i think
2: yeah as an example of that when we did our review of avengers endgame uh that just went ballistic i remember looking at the the clicks for the first week or two yeah and at some point we got up to like 600 and something and i'm like holy
0: shit yeah
2: people were hungry uh, and then it that. just yeah and then it just fucking plummeted
0: over time from there my my yeah. my theory of podcasts is that the content of the podcast doesn't matter ultimately it's do i want to hang out with the hosts and what we've See? learned is mm-hmm. we're just as popular as we've ever been yeah <laughs> which like is to school. say there are 26 yeah, people yeah. who are willing to tolerate
2: and, us yeah which is yeah. fine it's fine which, I mean I I lived in Austin for a long time and I know a lot of people in bands mm-hmm. and that's literally the scene it's like hey we're putting a show on at the bar come on down and then it's literally like them and all their friends like yeah. nobody <laughs> nobody else and at some point you're going is this sad or is this actually kind of cool because nobody else is dealing with this right now yeah. so it's you know mm.
1: take your pick i feel like this is a garage band sort of a, a vibe yeah. of the three of us brian you're the one who has kids how often would like your kids or your kids friends say boy i really want to hang out with brian probably not a lot but you know <laughs> yeah no i don't want to hang out with podcast, my kids so, many so people you know want to hang with yeah, us it's, yeah it's fine
2: yeah oh god <laughs> uh, okay All right, so anyway,
0: uh, that's how I'm, that's how I'm, that's all I'm bringing to this. Who else has got stuff for the, the fresh
2: Uh, extravaganza? Let me ask you this, uh, y'all are familiar with Albert Brooks, right? Oh yes, I think I watched what
0: you're about to say.
2: The, uh, he's got a, there's a thing on Max right now Yeah. where it's him and Rob Reiner sitting down and just basically talking about the career of Albert Brooks. It's called Defending My Life (laughs) and it's quite good. i I Uh, I mean i'm familiar yeah i'm familiar with his career and uh i do enjoy his work but watching this i didn't realize how big of an influence the man actually has on my personal comic sensibility and i don't know how that happened because it's not like i seek out albert brooks but just watching it i was just like holy crap like every movie that he's done is just insane and like if have you seen real life either
1: of you yeah totally actually i have don't see that one Brian? i don't know that i have i've only seen the clips oh, so. reality Holy tv shit. before reality yeah. TV. actually yeah. i think it was probably a spoof on that pbs uh american yeah. family show yeah yeah
2: which is what he did but basically it's albert brooks plays uh, a filmmaker who's just doing a documentary about your average american family chosen at random and they live in in phoenix uh and the whole movie is just about how the film crew and the director sort of insinuate themselves ever more deeper into the lives of this family and it's so funny considering that you know 20 years later we get that reality TV boom and it's he nailed it man he fucking nailed it and i just every time i watch that stuff i just i'm just in awe of how he was able to do that and make it stick but then you look at all of his other stuff i mean it's just like what the hell man you are just a genius and so getting through the career thing uh the stand-up his, i hadn't seen his stand-up yeah that's the other thing it's like i i'm sure i saw it as a kid but i didn't really remember but it's all so conceptual it's way more like uh like in the realm of like steve martin and the like yeah, well, so the anecdotes,
0: the anecdote is that he basically went down the path of being a comedian as a really young kid um, mm-hmm. trying to do this act for Carl Reiner um, in because which he's because he went
2: to high school with Rob Reiner. So, yeah, he knew, and, yeah.
0: and so he's going he is doing this escape act and he's, he, you know, tie my hands up with like Kleenex or whatever, you know, like he's very much not bound up and then they raise the curtain and then the whole act is him struggling to get out of the obviously easy to get out of restraints behind the curtain and getting upset and apparently this cracks carl reiner up and sends him down his career and all of his bits (laughs) are like attempts to recapture that magic It's, it's like yeah he has a ventriloquism act where he doesn't even make any attempt to uh you know to do, do the boys yeah, right you know he needs yeah. to light a cigarette so he drops the dummy on the floor to get both of his hands free to light up <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah yeah it's just funny but it, but the fact that he did that bit in high school and then carl reiner was on the tonight show and literally said on on tv that the funniest thing he'd ever seen in his entire life was this thing that the 16 year old kid did yeah when he when he was still called albert einstein before he changed his to his uh stage name yeah uh and i'm like holy shit but then watching yeah watching his stand-up it's all very just uh anti audience just weirdness yeah what if i'm bad at what i'm doing right yeah Yeah, and it's (laughs) but it all works so well and then he takes that energy into his movies and it's just i remember uh the first time i saw lost in america and it's just, that's a that's an Eric movie to a T because it's yeah. just mm-hmm. everything about that. You're like, don't, no, no, don't do it. No, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> no, no. And it just keeps building and building and building. And it's just genius. And so I'm watching their conversation with Albert Brooks and Rob Reiner. And I was like, holy shit. It's like I did not realize what a what a heavy influence this man has had on my comic sensibility over time. It was just astonishing to me. So, it's a fun watch if you like his uh, his particular shtick. Uh, so, I, I,
1: Lost in America is uh, pro- one of my favorite films because it is an exercise in defeat. I mean, the yes. whole thing is nothing but failure after failure, and and the lesson in the end is you know what selling out is a lot more comfortable and safer (laughs) just do that yeah
2: yeah I mean it's well it's the same with modern romance it was sort of the anti-romantic comedy it's just sort of like if if you're coming on like Albert Brooks's character in that movie like you're just you're a fucking sociopath and that was Mm. the whole gist of the movie it's like well what if one half of this relationship is just not a a fun person to be around and that's (laughs) sort of just it's just so i like how he tweaks it uh but it's a fun fun uh conversation he has with rob reiner Uh, yeah and it was i learned some stuff and that was that was interesting to see uh so good stuff if you can find it
1: um eric maybe maybe a good tie-in then to what i would like to yes this will be my last one for the show i think because this is my pick of movie of the year for me my mm-hmm. my my magnificently huge oscar goes to bo is afraid did anybody see bo is afraid mm-hmm. not yet no <clears throat> okay it's i still ari don't aster see movies film. in the theater so yeah yeah this well it was in theaters and then it now it's on streaming i think it's i don't i don't know what it's i don't on. It's pay on for streaming series. either yeah and it's I an ari aster film he made heredity and midsummer and this is again kind maybe a horror film but in, in reality it's a comedy and it's uh Joaquin Phoenix as a guy who is afraid and he has to, he has to get to his mother's funeral and it is it is a surreal film about uh, a guy who is basically being castrated every 5 minutes by something it is so evil and beautiful i can't i i don't know i don't know how to explain it other than he okay he lives in a shitty apartment it's surrounded by shitty people there's shitty people everywhere and everything is shitty and they end up breaking into his apartment and ruining his apartment and then he gets a phone call that his mother has died and he has to get to see his mother he ends up being hit by a car and and held in this uh, doctor's house who's trying to who's telling him oh you'll be better shortly or whatever and just holding him almost prisoner he has to escape it's it's voltaire he's 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 going on this adventure and everything is his fault even though none of it is his fault and it is so cringe but the thing is i didn't cringe i kept watching it going yeah this is life this is the world this is what i understand and (laughs) so i didn't i didn't blink the entire Mm -hmm. time i'm watching i'm going yep 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 uh i i i just i i want you to see this film (laughs) it's three hours long and it feels three hours long oh because you had us until right there but (laughs) that's the
2: blurb that is the blurb
1: it's three hours
2: long and it feels (laughs) like three hours long yeah
1: (laughs) yeah yeah, split it up over oh. a couple of nights maybe, but I watched it all in one sitting and I just went, "Oh my Oh my god, they made a film about me." Yeah. <laughs> no oh, way. I've uh, known you for a long time. Do I really need to watch the 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 reader's what? digest version? Yeah, oh, really? yeah, really. Yeah. I, I I think I think if you watch this maybe maybe that's the thing. You'll understand me better if you watch mm. this. <laughs> okay. I mean, I don't I'm know, getting man. the I don't know. I'm getting the I'm getting the feeling neither are you really going to watch it, so maybe I can throw in some spoilers. I mean, I mean maybe not. Go see you, it.
2: Okay. I mean, that's up to and but I I can't be on a three that's it's you.
1: Yeah, I will say it is <laughs> worth it to watch to see uh basically well it's, it's 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 a it's this guy and his relationship with his mother and how his mother fucks him up. And it is it is so it is so deep and horrible it is hilarious does, that's why I say does that this sound is like comedy
2: does that does that sound like Eric to you at all Brian That description? Uh, I'm just
1: yes <laughs> yeah it's yeah, it, yeah yeah it's 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 fucking great I just I I watched this okay. movie and I was like I don't know if I'll like this and then I was like I don't know that I can go a day without watching this the rest of my life
2: okay. <laughs> Ooh.
1: well right, man if you can't
2: again,
0: go a, a day without listening to our podcast, good. Get help.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, good, good, good transition. <laughs> yeah,
0: but uh, wrap it up. But, you it, can but see if you in can the go about like, a week without listening to our podcast, you should probably subscribe to it and rate it on iTunes and tell all your friends on social media. We're the Magnificent new podcast. Them. We do nostalgia and movies and TV sure. and stuff and we've been at it for years and we're going to keep doing it because we don't care if there's an audience. So check us out and uh, you can find our old episodes at our websites maghuge.com M-A-G-H-U-G-E.com and there you can find links to all our socials. We're on uh, X, Twitter and Facebook and things and stuff and you can also send an email to magnificentlyhuge at gmail.com Check (laughs) us out. Facebook.